Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to WTIC's Pet Talk. Today, Lori Fast takes your pet behavior questions. This is a show for you and your best friend. Call in now at 522-WTIC, 1-800-966-WTIC, or star WTIC from your cell phone if you have AT&T Wireless. And now, Pet Talk. Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Pet Talk. My name is Lori Fass, and I'm here today to talk to you about your pet's behavior. And, you know, you might have some other questions about uh, care or um, just, I don't know, equipment, collars, leashes, harnesses. Um, I deal with all of these kinds of things for a variety of reasons. And uh, since this is a call-in show... Um, I'm happy to take your call. Since it's the beginning of the show, all the lines are open. Uh, if you call in, uh, you most certainly would be able to uh, get on the air, and I would be happy to talk to you. And the numbers are 800-966-WTIC, which is translates to 9842. So the one 800 966 wtic or 860 WTIC, which is 860-522-9842. And I always tell people that, uh, you know, very often people are listening to the show and they're really not near a phone or not in a position to call. Or sometimes people feel a little self-conscious to call because if you call, you are going to be on the air. Um, and if somebody wants to talk to me, uh, but maybe not on the radio, you can always contact me by checking my website, which will give you my number and my email. Um, and that is LoriFassDogTraining.com. So you can just access all my information there. Um, maybe you want to find out a little bit more about who is this person on the radio. This has been traditionally the time slot for Garden Talk. And so I know a lot of people get confused by that. They're probably uh, wanting to talk about garden stuff. Their show was good, so I feel a little bad being in their slot. But um, the lineup's a little different now. So from 12 to 1 is Law Talk. And from one to two is Pet Talk with myself alternating um, with Dr. Dennis from Bloomfield. Um, I just wanted to take a quick moment to mention something that uh, some people aren't really aware of. Most people are aware that leaving an animal in a hot car is a really bad idea. And um, I seem to be hearing less stories of dogs and 
horrifyingly enough children being left in cars. And so I don't know if people are getting the idea and just doing it less or if um, maybe it's just not in the news because there's other things in the news. Um, But obviously a car is going to heat up awfully quickly and I'm sure most of you know that you should not be doing that and it's not safe. But something that people don't seem to be quite as aware of uh, but can be also very damaging not quite life-threatening, but can really do some damage, is the uh, heat of the pavement. Um, A lot of people don't realize that you can literally burn uh, the bottom of your dog's feet by walking them, especially on the blacktop when it gets really hot. So my suggestion is that you put your hand on there, and if you can't keep your hand on there, it's probably not too comfortable for your dog. Um, I was explaining this to someone not too long ago, and they told me that they thought that there was the bottom of dog's feet were tough enough that it would never be a problem. And certainly there are some dog's feet who are a little more calloused and tougher than others, but it is a problem, and I just wanted to share that because I don't want anybody else damaging their dog's feet. I knew somebody who gave their dogs a burn, and the dog had blisters, and it was really quite bad. So just keep that in mind. Okay, so anyway, we have a caller, uh, and I'm going to see what's going on. Hi, Bob. Hi, Bob. Oh. Uh-oh. I'm trying to talk to Bob and having a little trouble here. Are you there? Yes, I am. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Apparently, I didn't push the button down hard enough. <laughs> I pushed it, but I had to give it a really good push. So now you're on the air. So what can I do for you? Um, I have a Havanese. Um, he's uh, about nine years old. Um he was house trained, and he was fine for a while. Um, I, I got a, uh, a Yorkie, and um, when the, the uh, male Yorkie came in, he started marking around um, the, and he just um, won't stop. Okay. And so is the Yorkie housebroken? The Yorkie is housebroken, and the Yorkie has since passed away. But um, the Havanese will not stop, and we cannot seem to, to get him to... Uh, um, okay, well, to, when, when does he do it. this? Are you home, not home? What's going home, on? Home, uh, it's like if we if we leave the bed unattended, he will hop up on the bed and, and actually, like, mark the bed. Oh, naughty, okay. So, yeah, very but, nice. so you're home, and you get out of bed, and he hops on the bed in peace? correct okay and what about if you're not home will he do it then sometimes um but mostly you know i mean it it really all the time (laughs) okay so he's doing it quite a bit that's become a really bad habit correct okay and would you say that in general he seems like he's relatively content and calm and he's not having any other kind of panicky issues about anything else in your life I would say pretty much um, the only really panicky issues he has is like when we leave. He's very um, uh, like separation anxiety ridden. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So has he always been like that? Yes. Okay. So that's not necessarily new. Correct. 
Okay, and how long, you said that he developed this after you got the Yorkie. So how old was he when you got the Yorkie? He was probably three when we got the Yorkie. Oh, okay, so he had three good years. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. Well, generally speaking, I mean, this is just sort of, painting things with a broad brush, but I think this is where you're going to have to go with this. Um, any kind of training can backslide, whether it's housebreaking, uh, stealing food off the counter, barking excessively, just not listening to commands. And um, when that happens, the best approach is to treat it like you just got a new dog or a new puppy and go back over the very remedial steps that you did when you originally trained him. So if that means uh, when you cannot supervise him, he has to be either in a crate or a space that he won't soil. So when I say a space he won't soil, some dogs need to be in a crate. Other dogs will keep a pen area clean or a certain room clean. Um, and when you are home with him, you should have him on a leash. So uh, if you are getting out of the bed and nobody's there to supervise him, he's going to come with you. And I think that's okay. probably one of the most tedious things about housebreaking because um, people that have puppies or just older dogs that are having problems will tell me they were really super diligent about watching their dog and um, oh, the phone rang so they turned their back and they went and answered the phone and they came back oh, uh oh, pee <laughs> and so, you know, keeping him from having an accident it, it is quite tedious that's why you need mm -hmm. to have the leash to keep him with you. And if you're just doing something that it's just not practical, you can take the leash and tie it to something because a lot of dogs won't go if they're in just a contained space by having by virtue of the fact that the leash is tied or have a crate or something else. And uh, if he's not used to that, you might have to just get him reused to it just the same way that he did when he was a puppy. Now, second question is, if you take him outside to go pee, um, does he go for you quickly? Usually, yeah. Okay. All right. So he's happy to go outside. So he sounds like he's just marking is what he's doing. Okay. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So and, we'll, and the other thing is is when he marks, you know, he, like, looks at you and does it. And oh, he does it in front of you? Him. Oh, right in front oh, of you. Oh, he looks right in your face? <laughs> he looks at you, and he, and if you yell at him, he, like, yells back at you. <laughs> oh, he's a naughty fellow. Okay, so suppose if you had the leash on him uh, and he started peeing and you quickly and abruptly kind of yanked the leash, no, and zoomed him outside, do you think that that would startle him? It, it would startle him, but I, that's unfortunately that's why I'm wondering if it'll change his behavior. Well, I mean, if like, he's going right in front of you, uh, there's certainly things that you can do to get him to not do it right in front of you. Okay, mm -hmm. so you know he's he doesn't even have the decency to be sneaky. I mean, that's pretty no. bad, you know. So right. um, if he's doing it in front of you, we really want to startle him. Um, and so if you have the leash on him and you tug it real fast, no, and sound really stern, that's not just you yelling at him. You're also tugging him and zooming him outside, which kind of right. takes it to a little bit of another level. Okay. Um, there's other things that you can do to correct him for doing that right in front of you. But I think I would start with that. And if that, if that isn't working, then maybe you might want to contact me off the air because there's a lot of different things. And I think in fairness to your dog, that would be a good place to start. 
So, okay. you know, we don't want him to be anywhere loose where he can do this. So the only time that he's going to go, you know, has the opportunity to go in the house is right in front of you, in which case you're going to startle him the way that I told you. And yeah. if you cannot watch him, you're going to have to find a space, wherever that is, where he doesn't want to soil. Okay. And then, you know, you're going to have to keep at this realistically probably a couple of months, which I know you okay. probably don't want to hear, but I think that's a realistic time frame. And then okay. you can gradually give him back freedom, not all at once. A lot of people do this for a week and then give their dogs freedom, and it's like, you know, taking the cake out of the oven too soon. Right. <laughs> okay. So I would try those things. And, you know, if he's still giving you a hard time, just contact me off the air, and I can give you more ideas. Okay? Okay. All right. Thanks. All right. Okay. Well, good luck with him. All right. Thank you very okay. much. Take care. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Okay. So I think we need to go to a break and we will be right back. There I was with the old man stranded again so off I'd ran a young world crashing around me no possibilities of getting what I need he looked at me and smiled said, no, 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 child See the dog and butterfly Up in the air we like to fly Dog and butterfly Below she had to try She rolled back down Hello and welcome back to WTIC's Pet Talk you're listening to the Behavior Edition. My name is Lori Fass, and I'm here today until 2 o'clock. So this is a call-in show, and if you want to call in, you're very welcome to do so. The numbers are 800-966-WTIC, which is 1-800-966-9842, or 860-522. WTIC, which is 522-9842. And as I said, if you don't want to do that, but you want to talk to me or, you know, like the earlier caller, um, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to spend a little bit more time if somebody calls me off the air. Uh, and if the problem is such that I really can't answer it over the phone, I'll say, well, you know, I probably need to schedule a lesson. But I frequently talk to people on the phone. Uh, if I can solve something on the phone in 15, 20 minutes, um, it's not even, in my opinion, worth it to, to schedule a big, long thing. And uh, so I'm always happy to help people. But uh, that's what I do for a living is I work with people uh, to solve whatever, mostly dog behavior problems, but I do work with cats uh, and I do that privately. I do group classes, but um, a lot of people out there need some help, um, some people more than others, but um, I'm here to, to do that for you. And if you want to call in today, again, happy to hear from you. So I just wanted to put this out there to people. And I wanted to say that if you have a puppy, there's two behaviors that you absolutely do not want to ignore. Um, and one of them is shyness, and the other one is aggression. 
um, there are certain things that puppies do that are just going to drive you nuts. Like some people call it zoomies, where they start running all around and they're picking up stuff and, you know, being all crazy. They put everything in their mouth. It doesn't matter if it's your shoe or your finger or some dead worm they picked up outside. Uh, puppies do a lot of crazy, annoying things. But a lot of these things with, you know, some normal intervention and, and some of this stuff is just something that uh, your puppy will outgrow as they get older because, you know, older dogs don't act like puppies. But if you have a dog who's shy, the reason that you do not want to ignore that is because, first of all, as a puppy, you have an opportunity to really make a profound difference in your dog's outlook on whether they're going to be frightened and uncomfortable with new things and people. Once a dog gets to a certain age, if you have not socialized and got them out and about, you can make only a minimal difference. So somebody calls me with a year-old dog that has this problem and they want to do socialization, it's not going to help them very much. You call me, your dog is three months old, profound difference, huge difference. So you do not want to put that off. If your dog is acting shy or tentative, do something about it right now. Um, and the other one I mentioned is aggression. Uh, if your dog has a toy and is growling and getting stiff and giving you sort of the side eye, um, you don't want to wait until your dog is an adult dog. Now, that doesn't mean I can't do an intervention. In fact, that's an easier intervention than the shyness intervention. But, you know, let's say you have a dog that's going to grow to be 80, 90 pounds. Uh, if you have a dog or bigger, um, if you have a dog who's doing that sort of thing and they're an adult dog, they're going to have a stronger intention behind the behavior. Just physically, the logistics of it is more difficult. Um, and there are many dogs that I meet as adult dogs that I think to myself, wow, this would have not even been a problem now if I could have done this when the, when this dog was little. And I think sometimes people understand that, yeah, behaviors that are puppy behaviors, your dog will go through and you can kind of ignore it and put up with it and live with it. But there are other behaviors that you do not want to just let go. And again, the two behaviors are shyness and aggression. You see that in a puppy? Let's do something about it right now. Okay. So, you know, if you have any questions about that, as I say, you can call or you can get in touch with me off the air. I can give you some suggestions. And I see we've got a caller coming in now, but we're going to a break. So um, I'm going to have to take the call after the break. So we will be right back. Preacher's got a place in the choir. Some sing low and some sing higher. Some sing out loud on the telephone wire. Some just clap their hands, a pause, or anything they got now. All of God's preacher's got a place in the choir. Some sing low and some sing higher. Some sing out loud on the telephone wire. Some just clap their hands, a pause, or anything they got now. Hello, and welcome back to WTIC's Pet Talk. You're listening to Lori Fass on this behavior edition of the show. And uh, we have Jay on hold, and we're going to get to him shortly. And hopefully this time I'll push the button down hard enough to connect the call. But there are other lines open, so if you'd like to call in, you, you still have an opportunity to do it at 800-966-WTIC or 860 522 
WTIC. So let's see if I can connect here with Jay. Okay, Jay, hang on there. Are you there? Okay. Yep. Okay. I, hey, what did you just do? I'm asking my producer. What did you do? Oh, on that side? Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. I, apparently, I'm pushing the wrong button. Okay. So, can you hear me well, now? <laughs> I, I can barely hear you. I heard uh, the screener. Okay. Right well, on. are you're not still listening to the radio, are you? No, 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 no. Okay. I All know right. enough to shut it off. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, I, hopefully I can answer your question better than I can operate the equipment in the studio. No, I, I called because of your... Uh, behavioral knowledge, not because you're good on the board. Yeah, well, let's keep it that way. <laughs> okay, so what can I do to help you today? Uh, well, Lori, I actually have two questions. While I was waiting, I thought of something else. Okay. Uh, first of all, very quickly, um, it was probably a question for uh, the health thing, but the collars. Um, I heard something about the Ceresco collar. And so I immediately took it off my dog. <clears throat> you mean you heard now, something as far as a, a negative consequence from? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and you know how we feel about our dogs, so right away I took it off. Um, so now I'm looking for a replacement. He seems to be scratching, and you know that uh, annoying. Uh, startling itch okay well let me ask you let me ask you a question okay sure um and you know keeping in mind that i'm the trainer and not the veterinarian but that doesn't mean that i haven't run across a lot of things so when you had the seresto collar on was he not scratching yes he was not no yes he was not okay all right and um when you look at him, if you run a flea comb, do you see any evidence of fleas? Do you know how to check for that? Uh, no, I actually don't. I did buy a flea comb. Um, I did have Advantex uh, in my arsenal. Okay. Um, well, you want to make sure bad. you want to make sure that he does not have fleas, okay? And the flea comb just looks for flea dirt, which it looks like little black specks. But if you put it on a wet towel, it'll kind of turn like a rusty color. All right, so we want to make sure he does not have fleas. All right. Then the second thing, <clears throat> so now I'm going to play I'm going to play veterinarian on, on the radio here, is that one of the things that is often overlooked uh, is mites, which is basically mange and um <clears throat> it'll cause your dog to be itchy and if it's not a really bad case of it, you might not necessarily know that. And so that's why I'm saying okay, he's not itching with the Seresto collar. The Seresto collar suppresses the mange, but it doesn't get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there are, um, sh- you know, you'd have to look into what sorts of um, shampoos and treatments are for yeah, mites. Yeah. But So if you got him some sort of sulfur dip type mite treatment and you did that to him and, wow, gee, look at that. He looks better. That strongly suggests that there might be mites. And the problem with mites is that I know people that have had this issue where they do multiple skin scrapings, they all come up negative. And so just to treat for it is maybe a little bit more telling than to do 900 skin scrapings. Yeah. So, so I might want to do that. Yeah. 
Okay. So okay. this is the dog um, trainer medical advice here. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really appreciate it. I knew I was in the right church, wrong pew. Okay. Um, and what was the second question? So the second one is more, more in your field. Uh, my daughter, um, when she got married, she adopted a shepherd. And this past winter, he went down uh, in terms of his health, physical health. He's a 10 and a half, maybe. Um, he had the hip, he had the hip dysplasia, and uh, they were talking about you know euthanasia, and I said no 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 no, give him to me, I want to take him because you know it was a bad case of dog first then child then dog goes outside you know, um, so I took uh, Riley we'll call him Riley, and uh, thank God I had uh, a friend. Uh, because the vet offices are just crazy now. You can't get, uh, well, help is hard to get, good help. Anyway, uh, so she recommended uh, a treatment, and it turned Riley around. Oh, good. What was the treatment? Uh, it, it's called Galloprant. Okay, I have not heard of that. Is that a medication, uh, or what is that? It, it's, a, it's a medication. It's a pill. You have to have a prescription for it. Okay. Uh, but but Riley could not could could not get up by himself. And now he can. And now he he goes outside. He terrorizes my lab. Um, okay, so that that's good news. So is there a question involved with this, <laughs> or you just yeah, wanted to tell me that? Wonderful. So you just um, wanted to share that information, or did you have a question? So so he's so spry now that when my a lab has his tennis ball, and he always has a tennis ball. Mm-hmm. Riley goes nuts. He's barking, trying to chase after him almost <laughs> viciously. Okay, and so he's he feeling goes, a little too good. Well, again, one of the things that I always tell people to do if they're trying to control a dog is go back in time to very remedial uh, handling. So I always advocate. I'll call it a drag line. So if you were looking on my website and you looked up the most important training advice, it's going to be that your dog has something on them you can grab. So inside it's shorter, outside it's long enough, so you're not chasing him around, and then you step on it, and he ought to have whatever type of training collar is going to work best for him, which might be a little hard for me to assess, you know, in the few minutes I have on the air here. Um, But if you can grab him... You can tell him, no, don't do that. Don't, you know, that's not your ball right now. We're not doing that. So if he's just running all around doing whatever he wants to do, you're really not running interference. If you're trying to run interference without having the drag line, it's almost next to impossible to do that. Right, right. Unless you're like a hybrid border collie human being or something. I can do that, but I've been watching too many Netflix shows. Okay, so if he has the drag line on, you can grab him and actually, you know, use the leash, redirect him, tell him no, but make him stop. Right. Okay, so if you can't actually physically make him stop, you're just relying on some sort of um, verbal reprimand, which is usually not very good. Correct. Okay, and if you're having trouble getting them under control when you actually get a hold of the leash, then that's where I might need to give you more training advice, which is where, you know, you want to contact me off the air and we can discuss it further. But I would definitely do that. Okay? 
All right, Laurie, thank you very much. All right, well, good we'll luck, and hopefully that. That, that's helpful. And it's interesting, that uh, medication that you mentioned. I'm going to look into that. Okay. Yes, well, th- the G-A-L-L-I, Prant, P-R-A-N-T. Okay. Amazing. All right, well, I wrote it with an extra. Myself. All right, well, I'm going to check I'm going to check it out because I never heard of that before. Always All good right. to learn new things. <laughs> Okay, thanks for well, calling. We got to yeah, go to thank a break. You so much. Okay, thanks take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. And we'll be right back. Welcome back to the last bit of Pet Talk on WTIC. I'm here until 2 o'clock, so if you want to call in, if you call in right now, I'll be able to talk to you at 860-522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Next week is the veterinary edition, so um, if you want to follow up with any health issues. Uh, Dr. Dennis will be here to answer those questions. Um, And if you want to talk to me, but not on the air, just check out my website, Lori Fast Dog Training, and all of my contact information is there. And uh, you can talk to me that way, and that would be fine too. So one of the things that I wanted to mention or bring up is um, the issue of dogs escaping and there's a few different ways that dogs can escape one is directly out of their collar or harness and two is out of your yard so very often i see poorly fitted um, collars and poorly fitted harnesses and when i say poorly fitted what i mean is if i were to put some pressure on the collar i can pull the collar right off the dog's head Um, If dogs get panicked, they'll back up, and if they back up and apply some pressure, where under normal circumstances they would not do that, um, if the collar has the ability to pop off over the dog's head, then your dog is out of here. So very often people think, oh, look, at this is so much more comfortable. You know, it's better to have the collar be loose because it's nicer for the dog. The collar is supposed to be there not just for decorative purposes, but for safety issues. And that's one of the reasons that I kind of like a collar called a martingale collar, which is looks like an adjustable U on the bottom. And then the top, imagine an O attached to the U, and that's the part that the leash is hooked to. So it rests kind of loosely, but if your dog is pulling, it pulls tight enough, but only to the point that you adjusted it. And if you adjust it properly, your dog cannot get out of it. And um, greyhounds will almost always have martingale collars because they have very thick necks and their heads are sort of tapered like a bullet. (laughs) So it's hard to get a collar that's going to fit them safely because if you size it just right around their neck, then if uh, it stays that circumference, it pulls forward, it's going to come right off their head. Um, But you're not doing your dog a favor having a, a loose 
collar. It's dangerous. And the same thing with harnesses. Um, so the point on the harness that you really want to check for is the part that goes behind their um, their legs, the behind their front legs. The front part, if that's a little loose, the part that goes around their neck, that's of less importance because that's not really the part that's uh, securing your dog. So I saw a little puppy the other day. And um, some of you probably heard the two-finger rule where you would see if it's uh, tight based on the two-finger, stick, being able to stick two fingers in there. Well, I could with this particular harness, I could stick two hands in the part of the harness that was behind this puppy's um, legs, its front legs. And, um, you know, I pointed that out because, you know, if the puppy gets nervous or backs up for whatever reason um, – and some dogs learn that if they back up, they can get loose, and then it becomes a chronic problem. Uh, so that whole thing needed to be tightened up quite a bit. But a lot of times this takes people by surprise. They don't see it coming. They've been walking around with very poorly fitted equipment, and then something spooks or startles their dog, and then you know the dog gets loose. And this is often a problem um, after dogs are groomed because their neck might actually be bigger if they have a lot of fluff and fur. And now that they're kind of shaved down, uh, that's not even the case anymore. It's almost like they they you know lost a, an inch um, off of their neck, and and it has to be uh, secured down. Then as far as escaping out of the yard, it's basically over, under, or through. <laughs> and uh, a lot of dogs um, will scale fences and jump right over the fence. Uh, I had a dog that was uh, jumping over my six-foot fence, no problem, easy for the dog. And I added uh, a bracket with some netting that was designed for cats, to keep them in the yard. And I have a link to that on my website. Under, if there's any little piece at all, you, if your dog can stick their foot under there, it doesn't take much for your dog to dig their way underneath. And so I'll use patio bricks. There's actually something that people have made. It looks kind of like a metal comb that you hammer into the ground so your dog cannot get get through that, cannot dig under that. But if there's a little piece that your dog can fit their feet under, it's not hard for them, and then you'd be surprised at how quickly they can dig under that. And then the through, well, I know dogs that just hurl themselves at particularly wooden fences and just absolutely just break right through the fence. And you wouldn't think so, but if you've got a big, strong dog who doesn't mind doing that, uh, you would be surprised. So you really want to be careful. Don't just assume that whatever you have, leash, work fence is going to fix your problem. Well, somebody's calling Tim. Hi, Tim. Can you hear me? Tim? Tim, are you there? Hello, Tim? Hi. Yeah. Okay, there we go. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, I've got like about two minutes, so what I'm going to do is talk to you fast, and then I could put you on hold and talk to you when the show is over. Nope, I have this to is end actually it. really a quick thing okay. to uh, maybe enlighten other people. I recently had an incident where a dog got hold of some prescription medication of my wife's that was like a sleep medication, prescription version. Yep. And got off a nightstand and didn't know he'd shoot it up and swallow quite a bit of it. Uh, got him into the vet, and uh, I'm just saying that, you know, if you have any medications, got to get them up out of reach because we didn't think he would go up on a nightstand and pull down something, but he did. So what did you end up, up doing? Did you have to make him throw he, up? Uh, he threw up 
um, which I didn't know really what the problem was at first. I took him outside. He was acting very kind of dopey and tripping, and I didn't know oh, what was boy. going on, so I took him to the vet, and uh, they were evaluating him, and I went home, and that's when I found the medication uh-huh. bottle chewed open on the floor. Oh, yeah. Well, dogs eat them, all um, kinds of ridiculous stuff. They actually stuff. did have me call the ASPCA <laughs> for, like, a poison hotline. Yep. And uh, with everything, it all worked out okay. He was able to be on meds to help counteract it and everything. But this, I guess, is just a call just to, you know, for people to really watch what's out there. Right. Sure so just when you think that your dog this. is not going to chew something up or eat it, they will. Yep. And so we want to keep our medications away. And also uh, gum or mints that contain xylitol. That's very dangerous. But we also had a dog years ago, a greyhound, that got up on the counter and ate a whole bunch of brownies and fudge. Oh, yummy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, that's always a challenge one way or another, but I appreciate you calling. And that's that's it for today's show. Thanks. Take care. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.